Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. My name is Mac, and thanks for coming in for the newest episode. So, uh, first and foremost, I want to wish everybody a happy new year. I hope you had a good New Year's Eve. Hope you had a good New Year's Day. Um, I'm kind of taking the attitude that 2023 was a very rebuilding year for me, and 2024 is going to be sort of my comeback year. And, uh, you know, I mentioned early on in this podcast that, you know, I years ago I had a bucket list, and, uh, it was really cool. Me and my girlfriend were able to go to the ball drop in New York City and we found like the perfect spot for it. Like saw the entire ball drop through 7th Avenue and uh yeah, it was just a really cool beginning to the new year. And um what's also a cool beginning to this new year is the last episode that I did with Rebecca because um I'm getting a lot of validation from people who know the next personally. And uh Rebecca was supposed to be her key witness in the trial and she's supposed to be her best friend, but she's completely out on the next. And the good news is, so she and I, you know, more things have happened and it's not necessarily over the last week, but there's more things that we need to tie in to the last episode. So uh, you guys had a really good reaction to me doing the episode with Rebecca. So I decided to bring her back for a part two. Um, so I hope you guys like this episode and check it out. All right, everybody, welcome back into a brand new episode of Dimming the Gaslight. So back by popular demand is Rebecca. Our episode from last week got such a good reaction from you guys. So much like people are like, oh, my God, like I had the same vindication and everything. So I brought Rebecca back because the story's not over. And uh, she's on the screen going from giving me the heart hands to giving me the finger to try and get me laugh at the uh, intro of this episode. But listen, I'm so glad that you and I have reconnected and, uh, you know, we're getting back to a new normal, right? Yep. Pretty cool. So the story's not over. The reason the story's not over is because the next has truly shown her true colors. And it hasn't been over the last week like we may have wanted. Um, but we didn't get to cover certain things within the last hour of doing the episode. So... I wanted to kind of bring her back to talk about some extra things that the next did. So 
um, just to set the stage a little bit, Rebecca and I didn't automatically just reconnect. So what had happened is it was around Halloween time of 2023. And uh, I was out trick-or-treating with my kids. And what had happened is I just, I don't know the best places in Pleasantville to take the kids trick-or-treating. So I wanted to go in kind of like a low-key type area, not like a double yellow where there's going to be a lot of traffic. But I just wanted to take them in a pretty calm area to go trick-or-treating. So I just drove and I came to a spot. And listen, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and say I didn't know that Rebecca lived in the area. But I didn't really care, to be honest. And uh, so we went trick-or-treating to a couple different spots. And we see from a distance that Rebecca was having a Halloween party. And my kids are like, hey, can we go to the Halloween party? And in my head, I'm like, well, this is my next's witness. But I'm like, shit, man, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm like, I could just go, walk up, go trick-or-treating, and that's that. So we walk up to Rebecca's driveway, and Rebecca sees me, and she's like, whoa. I'm like, hey, good to see you. And she's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, we're just trick-or-treating, whatever. And Rebecca goes, it's my birthday. And I'm like, oh, happy birthday. And she's like, yeah, we're having a party for Halloween and for my birthday. And I was like, oh, nice. And when my son saw Rebecca's son, I keep comparing it to like when two dogs see each other and they just see each other start jumping and running into the distance. That's what our kids did. So I was kind of left there like a bump on a log and Rebecca and I were awkwardly talking. And what was that like for you? Um, it was a little awkward, but, um, it was also refreshing in a, in a sense, because, um, when I saw how excited the kids were to be together, I mean, that's honestly, I, I can't even say that everything else kind of meshed away. You know, we had a bounce house, we had lights going, we had like probably what? Probably 25 to 30 kids there. 20, 20, yeah. Tw well, those kids, but like probably about 15 families yeah. and a lot of people there. So, I mean, like, why wouldn't he want to come? And they just went into the bounce house, you know? So it's like so much fun. It was like for you to come up, not knowing what you were coming into and doing what you did just for your kids because they wanted to be with their friends. That took a lot of guts. I'll thank tell you. you. Well, thank you. And, and to your credit, I don't know what the rumors are about me in Pleasantville, but to your credit, like you could have been like, no, Mac, get the fuck out. We support the next leave. And to your credit, you know, like it, here's the thing. It's like, I knew that if I'm just me, what am I going to do? I'm going to walk up your driveway and allegedly abuse my kids. Like I knew that, listen, I'm just going to be me. And uh, no offense, I'm probably going to eat your cupcakes and your Halloween candy. And just <laughs> there, you know, but I knew I wasn't doing anything wrong. And it was like, you and I had good conversation, you know? And, Actually, um, not along with everybody that was there. Yeah, right? And even Mary. Yeah. Yeah, well, Mary is a friend of Nexus. And Mary is another one that my next claims that she has no supplemental income, but she also babysits Mary's kid down the lake, just like she did with yours. But Mary is close with Next, you know? And, you know, you mentioned on the last episode of the podcast, you have a friend named Nicole, who is also pseudo friends with the next. So uh -huh. it was this whole weird sort of situation. But listen, <laughs> there we're is no more. We're all entwined. 
There, but there's no normal for me in the last two years. I don't have a normal. So there's nothing really that makes me uncomfortable anymore. And like I said, I knew that if I was just me, it was going to be fine. And then I got to interact with your husband. And like I mentioned in the last episode, me and your husband were friends, you know? And and I told your husband, I remember saying to him, I go, listen, I would love to reconnect with you. I would love to talk to you. And I realized there's a time and place for everything. And this is not the time and place, right? So we don't need to like hash things out now at a Halloween slash birthday party. But it's still in in um, my to-do list to reconnect with your husband. But just to make the point, everything was copacetic. Everything was totally fine. It was. Yeah. So the kids ran off. They were in a bounce house and they were, we were taking pictures and everything. Hey, and happy all birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Everything was great. And then I don't know what happened, what the catalyst was, but uh, the party started to kind of disperse and we were going to go trick-or-treating. And you turned to me and you go, do you want to come trick-or-treating with us? And I just go, sure. <laughs> like, what the hell? You know, like, because nothing was wrong. There was no well, every every year we end up meeting at my house, which we've had done for five years, which sure you guys have done, but uh we wanted to try something different, like a, a like a flat land. Yeah. So one of our one of our friends said, you know, we have an area at our house, at our street, that has like some house has hot dog stands for yeah. free hot dogs and all this stuff and everything else. So we had to drive there instead of walk. So there were some people that didn't want to go. And there were some people that, that half the people wanted to go and some people didn't. So we said, how about we get in our cars and we'll go. This is the address. And we'll go meet in front of her house and we'll just continue the trick-or-treating. And yes, you know, the kids were so excited. I mean, I have pictures. And, uh, and I asked, I'm like, do you want to go? Because that's where we were all going. And for the record, Mary included and Mary yeah. included asking you as well, Right, you know, so. So for the record, how was the kids demeanor and my demeanor towards the kids during that interaction? Because that was the first time you had seen me with the kids in two years. What, yeah. what was your takeaway from that? Trick or treating. I mean, they were like, they were so fun. They were like, we were taking pictures and they were like jumping on you and. They were like, Daddy, here, look at this. I'm going here to get candy. And you were like, oh, just be careful. Don't go too far. You know, like that kind of <laughs> stuff. I'm with my husband. And he's like, I'm like, okay, well, where is our son? And he's like, oh, I got him. I'm like, you got him? He's like, yeah, because I can't see him because it's dark. And he's like, yeah, no, I, I see him. And then my son comes up to me behind me. And I'm like my husband i'm like you sure you got him and he's like yeah he's right here in front of me i'm like because i have him right here like, oh because there's another kid with the with the same outfit you know <laughs> you know what's funny such a fun time remember this has nothing to do really with the whole chronological story and everything but i remember there was a car that was driving way too fast and you started screaming at the car and you were even yelling at your son like get out of the way I remember going to you, I go, Dyfus would be on me in a second if I yelled at my kid like that. <laughs> call that Call that okay. So anyway. There's called, there's called parenting and there's called 
Well, there's there's next justice, there's next justice, and there's real justice. No, anyway, it's, it's called it's called uh, you know, what is it called? Calm parenting or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. But the point is, the point we're trying to make is there was no drama. The no. kids were happy. We, oh, you, yeah. myself, the oh, other yeah. parents, everybody was getting going, getting along. There was no reason to say, Mac, get the fuck out. You oh, know, man. there was no reason to do that. So anyway. Hugging on me, hugging on your kids. We had pictures, everything else. And that's, that comes into the next story. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is that my photo ID and my phone now, when you call me, is you and my daughter hugging. So uh-huh. I drop the kids off at the normal scheduled drop off. And eight minutes later, what happens? Yeah. So you drop them off. Yeah. 708, 710. If I go back to my, my texts and I get a text that how dare I, I mean, you have the text. Well, so let me read the, let me read the text messages on air. Now, mind you, mind you, these text messages, I was not responding to. Yes. They were just literally one word, like as he reads it, it's individual texts. It's not one huge text. So these, so the next text, and they're Rebecca. It's a part. Yeah, the next text, Rebecca, and I'm reading these verbatim. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Next text. Fuck you. Next text. Liar. Next text. Liar. Next text. Liar. Next yep. text. You are worse than scum. Next mm-hmm. text. How fucking dare you? Next text. You fucking liar. Next text. I fucking hate you. How fucking dare you? You fucking cut. I hate you. And then Rebecca responds, just one little thing goes, whoa, what the heck is happening right now? She goes, yeah, Mac at your house? Fuck you, you drunk. Fuck you, you fucking cunt. And then I'm just reading a portion of these text messages. Yeah, and I don't respond to any of them because I was literally Halloweening and having my birthday. My birthday's on Halloween. You know, we were, when I, I responded, I was just like, what the heck is happening? Like, a normal person especially somebody who calls me a friend would have texted me and say, Hey, I heard that Mac was at your house. What is happening? And then I could have responded and said, Hey, he said he was, he was uh, trick or treating down the street. The kids saw that we were having our Halloween party. They asked if he, if, if they can come and he came. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is too, is that it was your birthday. So her being the best friend, that she didn't has, say happy birthday. Nothing. That's where I was going. Did she no. wish you a happy birthday? No. No. Didn't even know. But she didn't even when, text me or anything. Yeah, she didn't even wish you a happy birthday. No. I know. Ridiculous. But- Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and six one since that matters, and. What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Do you know what the funny thing is? So, like, she'll go and she'll text you all that hateful shit, but then, you know, she she didn't even know enough. She's such a good friend. She doesn't wish you a happy birthday before all the shit went down. No, crazy. We had the whole we had the whole day, and she could have said some 
we don't even have the the Halloween party until nightfall, obviously, yeah. for circuit-treating. I never got a text happy birthday throughout the whole day. Well, so, you know, what the funny thing is, is that all the, that barrage of text messages didn't end there because it continued for the next couple of days. So yeah. you went and you posted on your Facebook. This is such petty shit, man, that I usually don't get involved in. And you don't either. But she she texted you because she got pissed off that my kids were in photos on Halloween yeah. with your kids on your Facebook. So she starts uh, texting you, and I'm going to read the text again. And remember, yeah. these are broken down. Line, it's not one cumulative text. It's like 79, not, not a joke, 79 extra text. So it says, take my fucking kids off your Facebook. My kids are not on your page for Halloween. I'm not fucking with you. Take my kids off my off your fucking page now. You're sick to keep them up. Enjoy it because I made beautiful kids you post about, sicko, unstable bitch. Um, take these pictures down now. So that's one of the most disturbing things to me. Is she said, enjoy it because I made beautiful kids you post about sicko, unstable bitch. So what is she trying to say is that you, her kids are so beautiful or our kids. Well, first of all, you didn't make them on your own. Number one. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what is she trying to say that her, the kids are so beautiful that you want to keep them up on your page? You sicko, unstable bitch. Yeah. Yep. Basically, it was like, what? I want to have your kids on my Facebook page. It wasn't just her kids. It wasn't your kids. It was a group of 20 kids in front of the bounce house, in front of like cupcakes and fireworks and all this stuff that we did. So it's like, hey, we're never alone. There was never your kids alone in the picture. It was of everybody that came. What a so, statement. Enjoy it because I, I made... I never took them down. And then one of the other things, I never responded to any of the text messages because they're absolutely ridiculous. And um, and then she said, I was going to, which you have, which I sent you, if you don't take them down, I'm going to have the cops come to your house and have you forced to remove them. Front porch. And I was waiting for the cops to come. Nobody came. Here's the thing, though, is that there and I, I told you about this because it's so funny. Having my civil rights trampled on, I have learned a lot about my civil rights. And I taught you something about when it comes to Facebook and this kind of shit. So there is a there is a term in civil rights that says there is no expectation of privacy in public. Again, there is no expectation of privacy in public. So those pictures that you posted are in public. You are well within your rights to keep those pictures up. And here's the thing, Rebecca, you have my permission. They're my kids too. Feel free to keep the pictures up. She's giving me the thumbs up. Yeah. Crazy. So And they were and then and they were on my property. It's just ridiculous. So here's the thing. You sent them to me, you sent them to a whole bunch of people. And this is when, you know, this kind of like is when you started tying things in how we talked about last episode, when, you know, really you contacted me and things started falling through. And this is how we reconnected. It was over Halloween. So yeah. 
you were sending me these texts, you were sending friends these texts, and when she threatened to have the cops come to your house to take them down, what did everybody tell you to do? Call the cops. So what'd you do? I called the cops. <laughs> and what happened? I called the cops and I said I'm being harassed by text messages and I'm not responding and I need somebody to come to my house mm -hmm. and I need a report. Yeah. And the cop came. I showed him the text messages. I told him the situation and uh, he looked at the text messages and was like wide eyed and was like, wow. And I said, you know, I don't know what to do at this point. And he looked at me and he said, um, I've known her all my life and this is what she does. Yeah. He said, I mean, according to you, he said, this is cookie cutter harassment. This is like yeah. the definition of harassment. And you're fully in your rights to get a restraining order. Now, you being the person you are, you're like, listen, I just don't want shit to do with her. You know, it's a small town. You have your son. You don't want the drama, the whole thing. And mm -hmm. you kind of just let some time pass. I really just didn't want, because my kids and your kids really do love each other. They yeah. really do. And, you know, I did not, in my mind, I'm thinking, if I go and get a restraining order against this girl because of this crap that I'm getting, which is completely unbelievable to me as an adult. I don't want them to be subjected to not being able to be with each other. So I don't really know the law of like, if I get a restraining order against her, can the kids not be together? Like if you're not around, like, I don't know what's going on. So I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. So I text her, listen, just fucking chill with your shit. Right. And then, you know, she goes into her normal deflection mode and, you know, you planned this and blah, blah, blah. I promise we didn't. It was really me and my balls to go and show up on Halloween. But then... Which takes a lot of balls. Thank you. Well, to make the situation even... Kids. Yeah. Well, to make the situation even funnier, <laughs> and I believe this is just how fate works, it was one of my visitations, <laughs> one of my dinner visitations... And I'm in the pizza place, and who walks in but Rebecca and her son. <laughs> so this is later on. Rebecca walks in with her son. I'm like, what's up? She's like, what's up? What's nothing? You got pizza? She goes, yeah. So we sit down, and we have pizza together. And I think it was raining that day. So she's like, where are you taking the kids after this? And I'm like, there's a nearby library, and we're going to go do some arts and crafts and build puzzles and play games. We're going to go to the library. She goes, all right, we'll come along. Again, another great time where our kids hang out. Pleasantville is not, it's it's weird because it's not a big town, but it's also not the kind of thing where you're like not going to run into anybody. And right. this was only like three weeks after that I run into you again. So we went to, we went to the library. Everything's great. And again, a barrage of text messages come back to you after yep. the library. Same sort of thing, right? Harassment and text messages that I did not respond to. I called the cops again yeah. and had a report. So I have everything on a report and everything else in case anything else happens. And he said, he's like, well, you want to come down, find something just in case anything happens. And he's like, you know, I'm not saying that she's going to do anything to you, but, and I'm like, really yeah like i'll defend myself like that's how it was our conversation <laughs> she doesn't have the balls she doesn't have the balls you know to physically attack you but she will try and slander you 
And well, that's what she's doing. That's to me at that point. He says, yeah. you know, that's why I think that's when he said, like, the second time it was a different cop that said, you know, because the cops in town grew up in town. So it's like, they're like, yeah, we know. And she'll probably say something or whatever. And I said, I just want this on record because if anything else happens, like, I'm trying to play, I don't want to cause a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, you guys have enough on your plate. The kids mm-hmm. have enough on their plate. Like, these kids love my kids. Like, I don't want to cause any more issues to make, like, a drama situation. But at the same sense, it's like, I need to protect myself. Because yeah. clearly, she is not mentally stable. Seriously. Well, unfortunately, so, you know, Halloween happens. Three weeks later, we meet at the pizza place. And then a week after that, the story kind of takes a dark turn. And unfortunately, your father unexpectedly passed away at the end of November. And all this drama and bullshit obviously takes a backseat to real life stuff. So you had to fly down to Florida to go meet, you know, to take care of situations. Take a minute if you need it. And um, yeah, unfortunately... You left and the drama continued. So it was a Thursday evening and I had a call with my children and, you know, I have a regularly scheduled call with my kids on a Thursday and they say, I don't know, you know, for the listeners, you've all probably heard of the Harlem Globetrotters. Well, the Harlem Wizards were coming to the Pleasantville Elementary School and the Harlem Wizards we're doing like a basketball show. And my kids are like, oh, we're going to the basketball show. We're going to the basketball show. You were in Florida. So instead, you bought tickets for this basketball event. And you uh, you mentioned on the last episode, you have a friend that you got close with. The three, you, this girl, Nicole, and next were like the three amigas. <laughs> and you guys were friends, but you got started getting closer with Nicole. So you entrusted Nicole to take your kids to this basketball game while you were handling your personal business. This is when the next ramps up her bullshit, her abuse by proxy, because now she starts abusing Nicole. So can you tell us what happened with that? So I got the call that my father had passed and uh, within four hours on, I was on a plane which traumatized my son because I've never been away from my kids. That's a huge thing. I had bought two tickets, me and him, courtside, to go to this game. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm in Florida now. So Nicole had said that she would take him and, uh, and take care of whatever was going on because her husband was there and whatever. And um, so I'm in Florida at this point and uh and nicole had said listen i don't want to i don't want to make anything worse with with you because of what's going on but i'm just letting you know what happened tonight and i said why what happened she goes i saw the next and i'm like okay and she's like well i saw her and she gave me the middle finger and i'm like what and she's like yeah and 
I don't know the details because I'm not there. I wasn't there. But supposedly she gave her the middle finger and something was said. And uh, she... Now, mind you, Nicole runs the whole event. So she was telling everybody that, you know, what was going on to like... But there was a point where your next was trying to get a picture of of everybody and she asked my son to be involved in the picture which is so weird now why why because the halloween pictures so like she wants to post a picture with your kid and my kid i think really why she was probably doing that was to maybe show her kids that like oh no look i'm cool with your son and that family and everything there's some diabolical motive behind it well she literally texted me and i have the texts that says that she wants me to take her kids off my facebook page from halloween which were not individual pictures it was a whole picture a group of everybody but yet she wants to have my kid in her picture of that event and thankfully nicole is the same way that i think and when she saw that happening, she pulled my she pulled my son, you know, holds his hand, and she said, "I don't think your mom wants you to be over here right now." And that's when she, your neck called her, um, or called her something. She said, "What she said? White trash." Yeah, white trash. And mm-hmm. uh, and Nicole said, "Don't start something you can't finish." And then the other and thing she, she said. What your what your ex said, what Max said on your on your podcast was true. And she and and she said her father was standing next to her and his eyes bugged out. Like yeah. crazy. And so, uh, you know, and this is the thing. It's like I'm not there. I'm dealing with my stuff. And I even texted your next and told her that my father had passed and I'm in Florida and whatever. And this is when I heard, why would you do that? Not once did she say, I'm so sorry about your father. She just said, she started going on about her shit. Right. And that's when I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like I'm in Florida dealing with my father's death and what goes on with that. And I have friends that are there that know what happened and know the situation and they are literally taking control as a mom for me and saying, you know what? You didn't want your kids on her Facebook page. So why are you taking pictures of her son? So he, they pulls him out of it. Well, the good news is, is for all the listeners out there, the next guest on this podcast is going to be Nicole. To tell the story firsthand about, yeah. about what happened. So we don't have the story secondhand. So Nicole will be on the podcast next week to tell the story. So all that to be said, she goes, gives Nicole the figure. She knows that your dad passed away. She knows. So this is abuse by proxy now because she's going now to do that. Yeah. So she told that me that, 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 she, that Nicole abused her. And that, or try to attack her, and that how dare her, yeah, and all this other stuff. 
And I'm yeah, like, so now she's going. I, it's he's telling her. I'm like, I'm dealing with my dad's death right now. I I'm not there. I don't know what's going on. And she keeps going on about what happened at that thing. So at the end, because I am so distraught about what's going on, because literally I'm just dealing with what I'm dealing with. And I turn around. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck yourself. I'm done with your shit. And I hung up on her. Good. Well, the funny thing is, is that now she's saying that now she's going around Pleasantville telling people that Nicole assaulted her. And now she wants to get a restraining order on Nicole. So that's why we're going to bring Nicole in to tell her side of the story. This, she is the perpetual victim in her story forever. All the time. Crazy. So when do I tell about my conversation with, with Lisa tonight? Well, so <laughs> between that, you know, you have been handling your business, your personal stuff. Nothing really has blown up since then. I think next sort of knows that eyes might be on her now you know like the police know about her i think i think she's got the feeling maybe the eyes are on her so you and i talked tonight and we were like you know let's do a part two to the podcast because of popular demand and uh you said something happened today <laughs> so it never ends really it's never kind of, kind of funny so tell me now what other third party story you're hearing so i got a call tonight now, my job working a triple shift at the hospital. Yeah, you're a nurse. Seven to seven. And uh, I get a phone call from Lisa, her other second witness. In the DV trial. Her in the so she's asked you no and she's asked, she's asked you and she's asked Lisa to come testify in court. And you heard from Lisa today. Yeah, which is not testifying. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said she basically um, cornered her in the bathroom at that game. And uh, she had a daughter go and give her a hug or whatever. And she was like, oh, I'm so happy to see you, you know, the whole thing. And uh, and she went to the bathroom and she basically said, you know, don't believe anything Rebecca says to you. She's a drunk. She's hanging out with Nicole. And, uh, and that means she's drinking again. Um, don't believe anything that she says. And you just heard this said, tonight. Tonight. Literally yes. like three hours ago. So why I heard it now is because Lisa was had surgery on her teeth and then she went on a vacation and then she came back and she's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't tell you, but I didn't want to tell you because I knew you were dealing with your dad's death and everything else. And I didn't want to put this on you, but now it's been over a month. So I wanted to just let you know what what happened and i said you know if i if i make any moves here and she goes i'm there because that's what she said like she literally grabbed my arm and was like so let's do this let's do this because i've never spoken to lisa before i don't even know what lisa looks like okay but lisa if you're listening i'm extending an open invitation for you to come onto this podcast and tell your side of the story Okay, so I've never done this before on the podcast. You have an open seat, an open forum on this podcast. You are more than welcome to come on and tell your side of the story. Okay, so here's the thing, man. I don't know what's going on with Nix. I, you know, the thing is, too, is like I can sit here and say I don't care. And I know everybody would be like, Mac, you do care. The truth is, 
it feels good to get this validation that I haven't gotten for the last two years. And it, I'm sorry. Yeah, man. It, it it feels good to get this this validation that I haven't gotten in the last two years. But also it feels good to like allow me to be myself around people like you that I liked, that I like to hang out with, like your husband. And I just want to like reconnect with you guys so that like I ended the last episode and I said, like, I want you to get to know the new and improved me. And it's it's true. And like you and I now, you know, we we text message and we talk and all this kind of stuff. And I think like, you know, we're rekindling a good friendship that really shouldn't have never ended if it weren't for the next's outlandish lies. I think that um I think it ended in a very weird situation and it's sad and I um I feel bad for everybody. I mean I feel bad for you. I and I feel bad for the kids. I feel bad for the kids mostly. And that's why I'm doing this is because the kids need um yes everybody needs validation but at some point the kids are going to hear this and i want them to know that you love them and that you fought for them and that and that there were people that were there for them that realized certain things about their mom and but she is using them as pawns and there's a lot of people in divorced families that use kids as pawns and, and that doesn't make it right and uh and they should know when they listen to this when they're you know old enough that their dad fought for them thank you and get me choked up and uh and it is doing this podcast to find the truth and it's like being like a lawyer and like saying, I need to find the truth and, and document whatever it was. And you know what? For the longest time, I mean, how many episodes did you have before I came on? 90 something. 90 something. Okay. So 90 episodes. So you did this for like healing of yourself. So your kids need to know, like, you know, kids of Mac understand your dad did this for 90 episodes to heal himself without even realizing that he was ever going to have a conversation with me or anybody from this town. And the truth, that's where it is. The truth always comes out. And this is, this is where you need to know that the truth always comes out no matter what happens. And we are here behind you. And now it's not only me, Nicole, that's coming out. It's Lisa that's coming out, you know, like we start seeing things because we believe in your father about what's going on. And, uh, you know, it takes time, time. Takes I got to lighten the mood. I got to lighten the mood because I, I sorry, on mute sorry, sorry. and I'm going to cry. I, I got to lighten the mood. You, you, cry? you, you are, making you, cry? you are, well, um, you believe in me, but I don't think you believe in her too much. I just, you don't. Know, my focus is on the kids. You guys have your own issues that you need to like deal with. My reason of here is for the kids. So the truth needs to come out for the kids because the kids need to, every time I see you with the kids, you're, they're always very happy. And, uh, you know, I, um, it saddens me. It does. It's sad. Thank you. Thank you. 
Well, listen, we're coming to the end of the hour. Um, I didn't expect to do a part two with you, but I'm glad that we did. Um, do you have any final words about the whole situation? I mean, I think you just pretty much summed it up really well. I mean, I, I basically just want to say that um, after my conversation with Lisa, um, if the next is listening, you better stop. I am sober, and I'm not going to let you slander me through the whole town. This February, I'm going to celebrate 13 years of sobriety. 13 years. And don't let her take that it's away It's not from you. two years. It's not three years. It's 13 years. I take that very serious. I'm very proud of it. You should be. Yeah. Well, I'm proud My of you, too. will never see me drunk never see me drink and i'm not going to allow her to spread this rumor that i'm drinking around the town that i live in i will call a lawyer okay listen i appreciate you coming on this let's stay in touch like we did last time <laughs> she's making funny faces into the camera i uh i'm glad we we're, we're getting to know each other again <laughs> let's let's meet up at a pizza place soon <laughs> let's meet up at a library all right? Yeah. All right. I appreciate you, Rebecca. And uh, until next time, everybody. All right.